Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. So in today's episode, ladies, we have Jana Usselton. She is a 20-year veteran in real estate investing, so experienced in the design area, and especially with short-term rentals, which is what we focus our energies on today's episode. You're going to get so much out of this episode from the perspective of where to put your money and, and how to best set yourself up for the most success when you are designing your short-term rental. She goes through a really specific strategy for you to use on your short-term rentals, and she actually says, what are your what are your musts? What are your wants? What are your desires? And she gives great examples around those three. And she gives such a great philosophy so that your guests, right, don't focus on the little things, but actually focus on the experience they're having. And she, her philosophy around that and her strategies around that are absolutely amazing. And we have interviewed people before about short-term rentals, as you guys can tell, but this is different. We're focusing on a return on your on your investment. And the the golden nuggets that she's going to share with you guys now you guys can implement right away and really increase your return this is a must watch top real estate investors love to talk about how they save so much on taxes but how are they able to build rental property empires while skirting uncle sam 1031 exchanges 1031 exchanges allow you to defer capital gains taxes while you sell an investment property exchanging your old property for a bigger better one and avoiding the tax man while you do it and that's where First American Exchange Company comes in. They're the leaders in 1031 exchanges. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just starting, First American Exchange can help you with simple rental property exchanges, complex commercial real estate investments, reverse exchanges, and more. Don't let your taxes eat into your profits. Visit First American Exchange Company at firstexchange.com or call them at 800-556-2520. That's firstexchange.com or 800-556-2520. Keep your money in your pocket and propel your portfolio further at firstexchange.com. First American Exchange Company does not provide tax or legal advice. Consult your financial, real estate, tax, or legal advisor about your circumstances. First American Exchange Company. Safe, smart, secure. Hey guys, it's Liz. Before we get into the episode, I want to remind you that time is running out and you just have three weeks left to get your ticket to InvestorCon 2024 the number one premier conference for women in real estate. It's happening from June 2nd to 4th in Austin, Texas. To learn more and to get your ticket, go to investhercon.com today and use the code 100podcast to get $100 off your ticket. That's investhercon.com, promo code 100podcast to get $100 off your ticket. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Invest Her Show, where our mission is to empower women to live a financially free and balanced life. That is what runs through our veins, right, Andressa, with, with everything that we're up to in our um, community and all the things we have going on. <laughs> <laughs> the list goes on and on. The list goes on and on. But, but, we, but we are... I, know, I know you guys don't have the time, so let's get into it. <laughs> We're so excited to have you, uh, Jana Usselton, on our show today. Excited to jump into your story and talking about design and short-term rentals and how to do that in a way that is affordable. We get a lot of profit. So excited to jump into all that because I think that's a big topic for a lot of uh, investors and, and women who are, are investing in that niche. So thanks again for being here today. 
Absolutely. I think this is a, a way to build multiple streams of income and uh, create a legacy play. So hopefully we have some great nuggets for people today. Awesome. Awesome stuff. So we always like to get connected to all of you. And we appreciate you so much being on this journey with us. We say it's a journey. We've been uh, podcasting for four years now. And, yeah. uh, and, and, just about a year and a half published by Bigger Pockets. So, you know, it's been a journey. And we like to share nuggets along our journey too uh, before we jump into our guests and just something that you can take in quickly to your life and, and apply. So what I wanted to share today, Andressa, so my, my, I'm, I'm on the, the docket here. I always have things to share. But I was going to share one thing, and actually I, I'm going to change that because uh, oh just this gosh. morning... Yeah, right. It's like hot off the press, hot off the press. But, but just this morning, I am um, getting ready to to go on a, a a business trip. We have an EXP presentation we're doing tomorrow in Florida, and then Friday I'm keynoting for a big conference and 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 just preparing for that mentally. Then my husband says to me, and then we're going to Disney for a few days with with my kids, and they're meeting me and my husband. Well, obviously they're with my husband. They're not going to travel by themselves. So anyway, he's like, "Can you please help me as much as you can?" here and I'm like sure and I'm like what does that look like and he just like listed like seven things that he really you know, I am imagining this kind of pretty much every, he should have just said everything really he should have just said can you do everything it would have been better than can you help me prep some things so even this this morning I was running around I was like oh my god I forgot activities so they're not just like full-on screen time on the airplane because they're traveling with Matt and I was just running around with a chicken without my head this morning I get to Wawa because, of course, I'm like, I got to get some coffee in before before we record and everything. And I get up to the counter and my two coffees spill mm. over onto the women, the woman right behind me, like literally the woman that's working this at morning. Wawa this morning. All right. She moved back quickly enough that literally the coffee, the hot, you know how hot Wawa coffee is. I don't know if anyone listening doesn't know Wawa, but it's a little convenience store. Welcome the to Northeast. New Jersey people. Well, yeah. Jer Jer Jersey girls and, and us, us Northeast people know what we're talking about. And I felt so bad. She moved back quickly enough, but it went everywhere. So she didn't get like burned. So I felt good about that. But I felt really bad about what happened. And she's like, no, what worries? It's like this longest line. We're all cleaning up all the coffee. Everyone's like kind of like huffing and puffing, you know, in these kind of places, people are ready to go to work. I'm looking around. I feel so bad. She's like, no, it's okay. You don't know how many times this happens. I'm like, I felt so bad. I got in the car. And how many times do these things happen to us? And I'm like, there's a lesson here for me. Mm. I'm like, here I am so busy, so getting ready to go on this trip. And, and I'm doing multiple things when I'm there and I'm rushing. And if I don't like take this as a sign to slow down, mm. something bigger is going to happen. And so I've been really mindful in my own life of like these little things. Yeah, it was an accident. Yeah, the coffee literally spelled over, right? What's the way of being this morning? I was rushing. I was in like crazy Liz mode. And so I just say that because these moments in our life when things like don't go our way in our business and our personal life, they present us with an opportunity to be a lesson because the universe will, if, if you don't take that lesson, the universe will give you a bigger one. You know, now I didn't hurt anyone. She didn't get burned. It was a little inconvenient for the people in the line and it was a little bit of a mess, but it's a small one, right? Versus an accident or something bigger that can happen. And I just say that because I didn't always do that. I didn't always take these little lessons as a lesson or a gift. And I just stopped and I'm like, cause I'm being more mindful in my life. And I'm like, that was a lesson for me. Slow down, Liz. As you go on this trip, slow down. And I did. And I parked and I pulled out nice and quiet, quietly, got home and just took a breath. So I say that because these moments are lessons and we have to take them or the universe will give us bigger ones. 
I, I agree with you. And sometimes when something happens and then we are like five minutes behind and we don't know why, I don't know where I was driving with my mom that literally if we were two minutes in front of us, we'll, uh, we'll probably get into a major accident. But before we were behind, we were able to slow down and do not get into the mix. And I was running a couple of minutes late. We don't know why those things are happening, but as you were saying, those are like signs. So, so I heard this another day and I want to share with everybody exactly what you were saying. Instead of being pissed off or resisting to what was happening, I think it's lovely to see, Liz, that you, you embrace it. Like, all right, and, and let it pass it through, right? I think that we, we have to have more grace with ourselves as you had with, with, with you and uh, move along. Now we need to get into Matt's to-do list. <laughs> exactly. Everything's good to go. Which He's has one go. item. Everything. <laughs> please don't forget, please don't forget our children. <laughs> further ado, though, uh, Jana, thanks so much for being on our show. We we always like to kind of kick things off here with this question. What what lesson has been the hardest for you to learn and has taken you the longest to learn? Oh, that is that's a wonderful question, and it definitely it, it it takes a little bit to to look back and see. You know, we're in twenty years in business, and I think the hardest lesson that I have come across, as well as we're helping other people realize, is that you don't have to do everything. Team, it, you know, it's always the who, not the what, and so understanding that we can do more with more people, with more resources. So stepping back, I, I, I think about the plan, do, measure, improve. And so I've got to have a plan. I have to do, I have to measure that progress and then we improve it. But this continuous improvement can't necessarily happen with us by ourselves. We literally have to, to uh, you know, add to the team and grow and continue to step up and step out of our projects. I love that because majority of the women that are listening to us, they are successful in their business. That being said, there is a, a cross line, right? Where they are either burning out because they, they're doing everything by themselves and they, they, they did it because they were able, capable of doing it. However, there is this like light bulb that is happening if they want to continue growing their business, but most importantly, live life on their own terms and not sacrificing it, then there are a couple of changes, mindset changes that are learning a lot from, from past generations that need to, you know, come down. And I would love to continue talking about this. Today, we're going to talk more specifically about short-term rentals. And I think it's, it's, it's a hot topic. It's not going to slow down. I think that that's where we're all all going at some point as users or as investors one way or another. And I think that I was having this conversation with another investor and I was like, we need, we need, we need more resources to run our numbers, to run our comps, midterm rental. Where do you go? 
right? Where, where, where do you go to, to, to get the client? Where do you go to, to, to see if your numbers are correct? So let's, let's start breaking down short-term rental by itself in terms of, of the, the design. I don't think, and Jenna, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think a lot of people put too much attention into the design. As investors, we get the numbers, we get the property, and then we kind of like slap a couple of things there as if it, it's enough. So can we talk about the impact of having an intentional design versus just furnishing the mm -hmm. property? Absolutely. This is such a great, great arena because you're, you're right there. I think we see the money, we see the opportunity. Maybe we have stayed in a short-term rental uh, that whether it's an Airbnb, a Verbo, there's so many, they come in all shapes and sizes and with different platforms and whatever that is, is hmm, the idea comes. Well, I'm in real estate. Why don't I have a property, um, you know, that can earn money. And at the end of the day, it is all a about intentionality. And so when we take a property or we find and we locate, and there's a lot, lot that goes into that as well, but we have to be on purpose. We have to have uh, be clear on our intentions. Um, and because otherwise, if there's no plan, right? If there's no plan, who is my audience and what are the opportunities that this property presents where I can maximize the ROI? It is all about intentionality. And sometimes, again, the biggest lesson is we don't have to do it all ourselves. We can DIY this. And I think that's what you're seeing a lot of. And we experience a lot of is let's just throw some extra stuff that I'm not using. Let's get on Facebook marketplace, let, you know, get, maybe get some paint on the wall and then let's just put this on the platforms. But if we're not super intentional and we don't have a plan, then all of a sudden, we're seeing is, but many people exit out of this. Oh, that didn't work for me. It didn't work for me. Well, it's because they were not intentional about seeing this as a business. So I think that's the biggest thing. Um, you know, we can talk about the design and what need the concepts that need to go in, but it's first the plan and being intentional about the experience. Well, I love that because the the business plan just to segue into to another thought is every every real estate asset class, right? If you're investing in multifamily, you're investing in, you know, self storage, you're investing in raw land, or even a single family home rental, right? Like literally single family home rental that's a long term rental and it's one one unit, if you will. You need to have a business plan. Yes, and I think that just people just do not think about that. You get that when you, when you st we started to get that when we started to scale into larger multifamily because you need a business plan um, because of the, the amount of units, right? In terms of what you're doing, year one, year two, year three, capital expenditures, there's a lot of moving parts when you have 200 units. God, I wish I knew the importance of a business plan when I had a, when we were renovating a single family home, even if it's basic, right? Obviously it's me more basic than a, than a 200 unit. So I, I love what you said that. I just want to make a point to that. Whatever asset class the ladies are, are involved in or transitioning to the power of that plan is, is so important. It gets just ignored most of the time. But my question, going back to intentionality and design, I am like literally, I don't think design, uh, having an eye for things is like my number one quality in my life, right? You know, uh, if someone walked through my house, it's a little bit of a hodgepodge, people are like, oh, what's, you know, I was talking to Jess one day, she's like, what design are you going for, for your basement? I'm like, 
I'm not really too sure what you mean by that. She's like, you know, and then she started giving me some examples. And like, if you were doing this, then you would get this. I'm like, oh, okay, that, that's interesting. Like, I really, I'm like a moron when it comes to that kind of stuff. So I'm hearing you talk, right? And I'm almost envisioning, so you know your audience. I get that. You want to know your customer. But for people that are not design-oriented, people who just quite honestly don't really care, you know, about the, the I, I, I understand the importance of linens. I understand that because I want nice linens if I'm staying somewhere. But I'm not someone who thinks that way. So how does, you know, someone listening, especially the long-term rental investors, right, where, where you're not thinking that way, you're not even programmed to think that way, how do you start to kind of assess where your um, limitations are? who you need to hire, what's important, what's not, what audience needs a certain design. So walk us through the, there has to be a process. That's how my mind thinks, almost like a menu. If it's this audience, it needs this caliber of luxury. If it's this, it's the, and I work well with that, but just like the general design conversation is just big to me and big to a lot of people and they just don't want to deal with it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I love analogies. I love stories, you know, and, and, and being able to, to really hit a point home. And it's almost, I've got two points here. One is uh, we all brush our teeth, right? We brush our teeth. We take care of our teeth, but we're not the dentist. We're not going to do dental work on ourselves. And, and so that is the concept. I think a lot of people think design is something that, oh, I can DIY this. But at the end of the day, have you been trained? Do you understand space planning? Do you understand balance and scale and harmony and all of those concepts that really is all about marketing a property? That is where when a a space feels well and and all the senses are out and we know people are going to look at this property and purchase nights online and and capturing the moments, that's what it it does. It's very intentional back to the key point. We can can live in our homes. We can brush our teeth. We can do all that. But when it comes to on purpose and it comes to dollars and it comes to making sure that we're a space more specialized knowledge, then it's time to hire the designer. It's time to hire the staging company that specializes in short-term rental setup. And maybe they can do a little bit of it done with you. If that is something you want to learn, you know, come alongside them, learn the concepts, but still professional training, it, we we tend to overlook the, and, and it is there. It is there. We're 20 years in this business, over 8,000 properties. We're in over 700 doors, multifamily. Like this is, this is all about knowing what our superpower is. And, and when it comes to now, even thinking about short term rental in multifamily on the ownership side like that there is so much opportunity in this market big small it doesn't matter but team with the experts if you want to maximize your ROI and uh, and and they're going to know okay this is a class A unit well just like Marriott you know, all of the hotel brands, you can stay at levels of Marriott. That's my other analogy, right? You can go very bare budget basic um, on one of their, um, in one of their hotel concepts, all the way to that five-star luxury feel. So where's the location? Um, Why are people coming to the area? And what 
class is that even I think about this at residential level? Is this a class A property, right? It's going to, it's going to demand luxury. And that way we're going to get somewhere around a thousand dollars a night versus $119 a night on a, on a one bedroom in a class B, you know, uh, multifamily. So there are ways that we can be so intentional about the property itself and how we are I like to say to say dressing the property for that ideal buyer for the night for the week and then they're going to expect just like that that hotel they're going to expect that hotel experience. I'd love to hear an example of that. So you know in working with your own you know properties or or you know working with various properties obviously you have a lot of experience. You know is there ever a scenario that someone says you know this is the this is the type of customer I'm looking for this is the type of you know uh, what here's what I'm thinking and you're like that's not a good idea because of the space or what have you. And then what were the recommendations? I'm curious to like, what, what, what's a kind of a case study, a recent case study of, of real life when that happened, when maybe a investor thought one thing and you said, you know, basis of the property and the customer, I don't know, customer base, if you will, or, or uh, audience, we're going to shift that and that can make you X dollars. You know, I'm curious to get into the nitty gritty of, of how that works with, with, you know, with, with where you've seen it. Yes. And our team is approached weekly by, you know, set up um, projects. And we always ask a couple of questions. One is, where's the property located? We're going to look at that um, address. We're going to put it in a data rabu. We're going to put it, you know, see what else is in the area that is performing. We're also going to ask about the specs of the property. You know, what do you love about this property? Why would someone want to stay here? We know that a three, two, we're going to sleep a good eight to 10 people. So now that allows us to know how to set up a dining space versus the living space. How, you know, are people going to be comfortable in the heart of the home? Is this open concept? You know, when was the year built? We're going to ask all of these questions just like a doctor would before he does surgery, right? We're going to, we're going to say, what does, uh, what is the experience that we're going for? Once we have the specs and the scope and the size of the project, then we're going to know, hey, this is a two bedroom, two bath. You can't sleep. 12, right? Because it's, yes, you might want to maximize your dollar per night or your ADR, but at the end of the day, is it going to fit? Is someone going to have a great experience? And we've got a a lakefront property that's a 2,200 square feet. We're going to max that out at eight people because we know the heart of the home is going to have, they're going to have a great experience. If we try to pack 12 in, no, it's not going to work. And so we're really looking at the property itself. Where is it located? Who's that ideal client? And we start with the basics and then we can build up. We can always lux out a property, but we've got to know what is the sofa going to be? Is it, do we need it to sleep someone, you know, and, and, um, and then that allows us our core furniture pieces, positioning selections. And then it's like a cake, you ice it, you put the cherries on top and then you're ready to go. Yeah. I, I took, I took my son to, to the beach this past summer and we rented an Airbnb it was a three, two property. Uh, very close to, to, to the beach. And we were spending entire week there. And one thing that they did, they did a lot of things, right. Just, just (laughs) acknowledging that the organization and the making things easier, making things available for us. One thing 
that I recommended privately to them is to reconsider the layout of the kitchen because exactly as you're saying, right? If we have three bedrooms, you can feed eight people over there. And they did a, they did have a long table and couches and in different areas where people could sit. However, in the kitchen, instead of creating more cabinet space, they created they took two cabinets out and created an, a small island, which we had zero cabinets to put any types of snacks or anything that we brought at the uh, at the local market. So all the the food we had to put on on the count uh, on top of the counter. Um, so those two seats over there were not needed. They were not needed at all because there's there's an outside sunroom, plenty of space for people to seat. So when you are evaluating as you're saying where people are going to hang out pretend you're them like where they're going to hang out and one thing that you mentioned about the difference between staging or just you know going to a facebook market and grabbing a couple of things is the perception of value right mm -hmm. that's what we're yes. looking for on, on, on that, that picture like what is the perception of value what are the senses that you're triggering on, on, on the people even like in my primary house when i was going to do the walkthrough with the appraiser and i did bake freaking cookies no i did not made it from scratch i just bought it and my mom baked it, but I wanted him to smell. I want him to have a warm place. I had candles. I had everything freaking staged in my own house because I want his perception of it to be the highest possible. So when we are taking even the pictures, right? Some people skip the professional photographer and take pictures of the property. I can't emphasize the importance of lighting and then then perception, right? So let's get to the your like must-do list. Where would you put your money? Meaning, right. what are the items yeah. where you say, listen, don't budget here? And then other items are like, don't care if you get that from whatever you want to get. Sure. But those are the must. What would you say, Jenna? Absolutely. And, and it will go back to, you know, every property is different. And so how do we make that a model property? We, we love to say we model properties for profit. So where are our profit centers in this property? So, but in general, you want to think about the musts, the wants, and the desires. So let's categorize the must, right? Most properties, it's the 80-20 rule. They're going to have the must. Okay, we need a coffee station. We need, and by the way, let's make sure we have filters. Let's make sure, you know, we have the pods. We we have something where it's a functioning. We say in so many short-term rentals and they, they're missing, like you're saying, it doesn't make sense. So you have to stay in the property uh, after you get it live or before live so that you know this is a good and then go audit that property and make sure you're doing quality control checks. So we've got to have the must of the coffee stations. We have to have the must when it comes to the core furniture. Um, we have to have the must is the bed, right? It is the the the, the bed that's going to, the linens, the towels, the, the basics that they need. My husband was just in Atlanta for a conference. They go, they, they rented out a short-term rental, no 
no shampoo or conditioner, nothing like that is a must these days. And the, 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 um, the host was like, well, we didn't list it, but you're just going to expect the hairdryer. You're going to expect the things that you would find in a hotel, go to a hotel and you're going to see the must. You're also going to go to the next level, which is the wants. Well, what do people want when they come to a property? Well, they're going to want to know about the area. So can you leave something, get them information, about the area, um, they're going to want inter good internet, right? They have to have, they want a workspace these days. You might even have two workspaces in, in certain properties. That's what we've gone to in our personal short-term rentals is making sure there's two work zones if it's more than a one-one, one, one, right? Um, they want a balcony. They want a patio experience. Now you go to the desires. The desires are the surprise and delights, you know? There, we have not done this yet, but a waffle station, like, oh my gosh, what's going to be an, oh my gosh, can you believe they have this? They leave umbrellas for us, right? Uh, I, I can't, you can only imagine, you know, the design, we have a whole list of desires um, that are the surprise of the, the, you know, the cookies or the gift basket that is right there to welcome them when they get there. Um, those are the things we definitely leave water bottles as well. You know, that's just kind of that surprise and delight. So you can go go on and on with the listens. And many times, this is so important. If something goes wrong, it's not an if, but a when. Something will go wrong, right? There'll be an, a bug. They'll find a hair, no matter how well your, your cleaners are. Um, they will overlook some of those things that would, would make someone give you a bad review. They will overlook those, the more desires and wants you have in the property. So if you want to get the extra bonus and brownie points, give a surprise and delight based on your avatar. Why are they coming? We're looking at uh, 42 doors, you know, close to the Cowboys stadium, walking distance. Mm. Well, you can bet we're going to do some surprise and delights in those units as owners. And so this is the thing that you can do, whether it's a single family, you know, small startup. And then also you want to make sure that they have a, the best experience, just like they would in a five-star luxury retreat, enough towels, enough washcloths, enough linens. If they, because a short-term rental is anything up to 30 days. Well, if you get someone that's staying two weeks or the traveling nurses, we have two properties right now that have people in there for over 60 days. And so we can't just leave them you know, one set of sheets, or we've got to go back and, and make sure that stay is perfect for them for the length they're staying as well. You're trying to close on your next rental. So why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com 
Realm can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1, since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I want to make a quick point to your husband going to an Airbnb and didn't have shampoo. Right. And then he contacted the host and the host said, well, it didn't list it. This is, this is a like high level hospitality. If you get the privilege to get feedback from your guest during their, their stay is the best scenario. Yes. possible and your answer should be it will be there in x amount of time i apologize for that for the inconvenience because the worst thing that you want it's somebody that comes to your property don't tell you what happened and you know when they're gonna tell at the review when yes. they are reviewing uh and leaving you that lovely message and you're like why you didn't tell me that right. and this was a three-night stay for over a thousand dollars you're going to expect shampoo and conditioner get get amazon to drop ship it if you need to right you do whatever it takes <laughs> you're good nowadays there's no excuse for that right you do whatever it takes if you need to deliver it unless you're out of state that, that's what you gotta you gotta do you got to do it quick and let's say add something else to it that's so right they feel that they got it but i i just want to highlight that that when you get this instead of feeling defensive or proving them well that's not what i listed that's proving them wrong and then it's a battle of like who is right who is wrong that's not the business that is that is not the business you you want them to tell you yes. when there's something wrong or when something something is 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 missing there when when you see people doing diy what are the biggest mistakes that you have seen I think it's treating it, it almost looks like uh, the hostel, right? It, it They just address the must. They literally, it's like, we have a sofa, you know, we have like three dishes. That's totally what I would do. That's totally what I would do. It's like, well, it's it's like the um, you know, the dorm experience, right? We right. Oh, you just use your towel, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, the your, one Your towel. hair was long, well, cut it. <laughs> 
(laughs) That's what we see the most. And we also see a challenge. You know, I think people do start off, they're excited. They're like, oh, I get a new project and, and, and many people will do it right. Or, um, but what happens is they lose interest. And now that property has been on the market for one year, maybe it's going on two years and it just feels drab. It's dreary. Nothing has been changed out. We say people need to do that quality control inspection every couple of months. Someone else needs to walk through and, uh, you know, uh, jump on the bed and make and make sure that it's not, you know, everything is durable. Everything is is good. Um, and you're we like we do not love to re- think about our cleaners as cleaners. We say these are reset specialists, literally reset specialists. Their cleaning is is the fundamental. They're making sure no one left anything. They're making sure nothing is broken, and they're feeding back to that owner operator of any changes. And that's one of the mistakes we see is they may start off really good, but then they kind of fizzle out. And these properties, you know, turn after turn, just, just are, are barely surviving. And uh, you'll start seeing the reviews get, get, uh, go, you know, downhill fast. We also see that they don't put enough mirrors in properties. This is something that's super practical. Um, People love to look at themselves, which, you know, it's so where's the entry, maybe a mirror there. Maybe there's always a mirror in the bedroom. And we like to say full length. Where's the full length mirror that someone can check out before they walk out the door? You know, that my shirt is tucked in and everything's good. But also maybe a mirror over a a dresser or a vanity or in the bedroom because someone might be in the bathroom getting ready while someone else needs to dry their hair, put the makeup on. So we're always making sure there are zones in the property. Um, as multiple people are using, you know, bathrooms and working and all of those things. So um, we love to say mirrors also help make a space look large. They reflect maybe a great light and a good view. So you don't have to go crazy on mirrors, but we will definitely put on a three, two, we're going to put five or six mirrors in the property, one in every bedroom, and then in an entry, a dining, and just start reflecting some light. So that's just a good practical tip. Mirrors are your friend. I love that. You're just so true though. I was I was staying I was staying in an Airbnb once and I'm like, I'm not even that vain, but I just want to see how my jeans look that you know. Right. I'm like, where's the the, the freaking uh, mirror? So you're absolutely right. I'm curious though to get your perspective on the market shifting, right? The yes. market is, you know, interest rates, interest rates are going up. Um, and and you know, people having to be whether this is their fourth or fifth short-term rental property, right? They, they maybe utilize the, 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 you know, the, the financing strategy where you can, it's your second home. It's the second, it's the second property you buy. So I'm curious how that's all impacting, you know, on your side of, of people buying, you know, short-term rentals and, and what they're shifting to account for interest rates going up and, and mitigating that. I know how that is in the multifamily space, right? Because right. the rents are increasing. So interest rates, it's, it's hedging, right? Rents yes. increasing. Are you seeing the same thing on your, you know, I'm curious to get your insight into that because it is as an investor, right? You're trying to hedge. How, how can I keep my profit line the same or better, even if interest rates continue to go up? Yeah, I'm curious well, to hear your insight on that. 
if you are the um, owner, right, of the uh, asset, then of course, everything should be on sale right now. And we're seeing that over and over again, whether it's in multi-family purchase versus single family, you just have to make sure that the numbers still pan out. And is there an opportunity um, for some creative financing and partnering with and co-hosting with people um, to kind of get through this season? If you already own the asset, awesome. You know, you've just got to ask yourself, what is the easiest, best way? What are regulations? Do I have HOA? What are the things that we're going to come up against? And what are things that are changing? Making sure you understand when things do change. This happened to us here locally in one of our cities that we get the notice in the door. We know you have a short-term rental. Here goes your hotel tax, right? So you have to know the rules and regulations. Then you have to know what the market is doing and it, what are all of our options? Is this a, a co-host opportunity? Um, it, maybe this is a partnership, you know? Can you go in with someone on a property? Yes, your, your, your financing may be different. Your down may be different, but you, we wanna just be so legit on this. We know market will shift. We know market trends within, you know, our 20 years of uh, in this market of real estate. And so always, Yesterday was the time to buy. Always yesterday was the time to get in. And that's going to be the same true for today. You just have to think differently. So on a rental side, really doesn't change much. You may go in um, and do, uh, you know, the the um, arbitrage, which means we're renting to rent, right? Um, we are subletting. And so our, if you're going to take a bunch of doors at one time, then you may ask for a couple of months free. You may even go in and pay 15%, 10, 15% more for that asset on um, a rental side, just because you know you're going to people, this is a great market and it's worth it. And now the owners are, are participating uh, with a great tenant um, that actually could be paying more. You all the the market shifts the way we did short term rental even six months ago is not how we're doing. We're literally co hosting, partnering, and we are um, sharing in some profits with the with some of the owners where we're not owners. So many options here. Just be upfront. Talk about this may be a two or three meeting um, process if you're not the owner, or if you have, if this is a syndication, hey, what are our options as owners to go in and set some of these units aside and let's, uh, you know, it's a one to three ratio. One unit should outperform three units. I mean, that is what we are seeing. It's unbelievable. And so there's just, I'm excited more than ever. I know interest rates are, are up, but that just means real estate should be on sale. Let me ask you a follow-up question regarding the hotel tax, because that it's uh, scaring a lot of people. And I, I'm not sure if it is, you know, everything that it's new or shifting Airbnb at the beginning was scared to a lot of people, no longer the, the same situation, but a couple of states, including PA, they are changing the regulations. And I think the same thing is happening around the country at one time or another. How do you view the hotel tax and what are the adjustments that you have made when running your numbers? For us, it really, it, it does, it can eat into your profit if you're keeping your average daily rates the same. You're not really upping. But if you know a hotel tax is, you know, seven, nine, 10, whatever the percent is, 14%, then how do we, what do we do as, as, you know, as, as owners of multifamily, we raise the rents when our costs, then it, it is a raising of the rents. And, and when it, that only 
compounds into multi or short-term rental whenever we are able we're asking you know 389 a night on an asset now we might need to be at uh at 429 um so we're going to eat up that cost within our charges to uh possible clients but for us it has not stopped us it's just a way but we're going to also say how do we next level this experience we're not just going to go in and raise rents but what are rates we're going to get say what can we do to value add to this asset and give a different experience and we know as as short term rental operators that if a if the asset is fully booked out maybe it's a you know, 90, 95% occupancy, 98, then that is an opportunity to race, maybe race on the weekends, you know, go 20% higher on the weekends. So you can uh, assume and absorb that cost and maybe find some ways to get that back, but it should never deter anyone because we model our properties and we literally market them as professionally designed short-term rentals. Um, that's another thing, by the way, too, that you can do when you hire out you market it that it's a professionally designed, you know, property. And they're like, oh, okay. You know, this is a custom, a custom fit here um, for me. And I'm willing to pay an extra 40, 50%. Um, because that's what ours perform at is we want to try to double what the average, what a comp would be. And how we do that is we create such an experience when they get in. Um, it looks like a model home. That's what we want. We're going to make sure that we brand it and that we absorb any extra costs that we're coming against. In terms of uh, pricing it out, when you say increase the price during the weekend, weekend for you is Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Is it Friday and Saturday? Is it Saturday and Sunday? What is weekend for you and how do you adjust your pricing per season? Yeah, so there, so it is typically a Friday, Saturday. It would be considered the weekend. However, um, your you may have a a, a 20, 40% raise on those those nights. And then maybe that Sunday is a half the raise because people will stay over on Sunday. So Sunday even has an opportunity to raise rates a little bit. But these pricing, you know, there's so many pricing tools out there and they, um, you, you can look them up. They come up all the time. Um, however, we also want to know what the seasonality, right? If we're by the Cowboy Stadium, when are the games? When are special events coming? Holidays, right? People will. You got to know, and those um, those pricing tools will uh, sometimes catch those things. But you also have to have the audible. You have to have the manual raise on that. And there are also property management companies or hospitality management companies, and that is their job locally to know when events are coming and when they can raise those rates. Absolutely. And it's, it's the, it's the realtor's job. I know I was talking to a realtor in, in Florida and project we're working on, and he, he was just listing out this is by week what's happening, like, like to the T, cause he just knows that community so well. So you got to tap into the local knowledge yes. and these tools are great, right? But you have to also hedge with what really is happening when you're not from the area and, and what's conservative, what's not. I love that. I think I, I really want to just make a note before we have you introduce yourself, this is uh, introduce yourself before you share where the ladies can connect with you further. I really want to talk about just I want to make a pin in this about the surprise and delight because mm -hmm. I think what you're saying is so applicable to every 
everything we do as investors and as business women. And so, and it's even in relationships, you know, in other words, it's like an emo, it's what Andressa, you and I always talk about, right? That emotional bank account, when you're making deposits, when you're making deposits in your property, the surprise and delight, these, these extra things that you're really thinking about your, your, your customer and that family that you're catering to, they're going to overlook when there's things that aren't that great. It's the same thing in a relationship yes. or the same thing in every area of our life. When you make the deposits and you do some of those, you know, pieces of the surprise and delight, you know, people aren't going to be so mad at you or annoyed at you if you get a little short with them because you have deposits. So I just, I love that as a concept, obviously for, for short-term rentals, it's a very applicable one. It's applicable in every asset class. And quite honestly, it's, it's applicable in our lives. Where can you do a little more surprise and delight? And it's not every day, it's not every moment of the day, but people and and customers and people that you're serving will overlook the little things when you have those things. When they're in like negative mode and there's nothing, right? You know, that hair, that one hair, people will focus on because there's nothing else going on positive. Mm-hmm. So I just, I love that as a concept. And uh, I just wanted to make, make relevance of that every area of our life. Yes, for Good sure. Uh, Jenna, where can the ladies listening, Laura, learn more about you and follow you along your journey? Well, we are, I unfortunately have a difficult last name, a Sultan, U-S-E-L-T-O-N. No one can pronounce it, right? <laughs> no one can pronounce it. And uh, it's it's one of those things. We have JanaUsselton.com, uh, but we have a training and coaching company that because we have learned out of our years of Model My Home, that's our, our local company here in Dallas, the design, staging, short-term rental, uh, Model My Home has experienced so many challenges and we created a, a, a training company. So um, Model My Home is super easy to remember and get, get in touch with us. And then our training company is, it's HSRA, uh, the Home Staging and Redesign Alliance. And we are a national training company, hundreds of businesses that we help coach. We build businesses and leaders. That's what we love to say. We are uh, Grant Cardone certified coaches. We're also John Maxwell mentors. So between the the spicy and the the sweet, we just love what we do. We are kingdom minded. We feel like we have purpose and and ministry in the marketplace. And you're right, just people's bank account. It's, It's how you make them feel, what you are contributing to their lives. And every experience, every stay is about how do we make it difference in that guest's life? How do we make a memorable moment for them that they look back and they, they had a family retreat, a, you know, the, the couple reconnected in some way, like that's it, creating memories for people. And uh, that's what we love to do. Jenna, what is the best website where people can find you? uh, Modelmyhome.com is super easy. Modelmyhome.com. Perfect. All this information you guys can find on our show notes. Now we're going to transition to our fabulous three questions. The first one is, what's the most transformational book you ever read? Ultimate Sales Machine, Chet Holmes. That really helped ignite me getting out of my business. And I absolutely love it. It's a foundational book. Awesome. The second question is, what's the most powerful routine that you do to create a financially free and Dallas life. The it's planning my week. It I have to plan my week and I usually do that on Sundays and I get super focused and time block my time. The last question is which woman 
famous or not, has inspired you the most? Well, Sharon Lecter will be at our event in two weeks uh, as our keynote. I absolutely love Sharon Lecter, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you know, uh, Think and Grow Witch for Women. So Sharon Lecter has my vote. Janet, thank you so much for uh, being on today. Appreciate your time and all your nuggets of wisdom. So thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you, Jenna. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.